0: I want to welcome Shruti, she's in her 20s, left a very high paying job to become a full-time creator. And in her journey, she found Ship 3430 30 in April. From there, um, she found a passion in helping people to connect with each other, um, how to use the power of social media so that uh, uh, you can build the connection you can build the relationship to grow yourself as well as help other people grow in their area, like Zig Ziglar said: "Help others so that you can grow yourself." Um, recently, she has launched a digital product named a DM Toolkit. In this interview, this session, we will dig deeper into that product. Not only how this product will help the person who is buying this or using uh, how that can help their own creator journey. We will also talk about the process, the journey she has taken, how she has identified this idea and how she has executed it from the point, from the idea to release so that we can also use those ideas to build our own product. So that's kind of a very high level Theme for today's interview. It's a live session where other participant has joined. Uh, you are welcome to ask questions um, as we will ask questions, answers, and then we will have follow up items. So with that, Shruti, let's start. What you do?
1: um thank you so much, Vinod, for that. Uh, truly. So what I currently do is I coach first time entrepreneurs or uh, first time solopreneurs to kickstart their business via building their uh, genuine tribe around them or genuine community around them. Um, And of course, like to tap into their story if they want, I also help them in content strategy and stuff like that. Um, but the main thing is to help them with the people side of the business, right? Like, for example, how to handle your customer journey, like from the start to end, when to take feedback, when to um, or how to handle, um, you know, of opinion and stuff like that, uh, because that becomes very crucial for one to one um people who work in one-to-one businesses, right? Like freelancers and creators and stuff like that. Uh, So this is what I coach people in as of now. And uh, of course, you know, so meeting people in social media is a huge part of it. And I thought that the DM toolkit will be a good fit into the puzzle, Um, you know, which is why I also got ready to launch it last week. Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's talk about the DM toolkit, what it is, and how it helps uh, creators or in particular.
1: So um, I think in the month of June or July, uh, I got an idea to I wanted to run a cohort to you know bring in about eight to nine people together and you know. Um, especially introverts, and help them uh, make the first connections or make them more comfortable um, with, you know, talking to people online or meeting people online. So for it, it started with that. And then for that, I started taking customer interviews. Um, I started interviewing people. I had this audacious goal of interviewing 40 people in a month. Um, and I, you were also part of it. Uh, Yeah, and I started interviewing them before that. And one thing I noticed a lot was uh, people in general were great as people and were great at communicating, like taking the communication further. But they struggled with sending the first DM. Um, Either it was imposter syndrome or they sent the dm and they never got responses they did not know how to do it uh so they sent about two or three uh to people without getting response and then they just got uh you know they got frustrated and they left the whole thing altogether right so these were the two scenarios if one was imposter syndrome and the second was they sent dms and they never got responses um So this pattern kept repeating and repeating with people, I ended up taking about 32 interviews. um, Because uh, I stopped at 32 because I realized that, you know, that was enough, like I could see a pattern. So I stopped at 32. Um, And then I started my one. it's, It's very surprising, right? So I started my one to one coaching to get experience to run a cohort. So that's why I started the one to one coaching. And it's leading me somewhere else. Okay, that's another thing. But um, yeah, so I started seeing a pattern and a lot of them struggled with, okay, I find a person interesting or you know, I want to work with someone. What do I send them? I don't know. Um, a lot of people struggled with the context, right? I mean, why would I like, it's a lot of them compared it with real life scenario where you won't just, randomly talk to a stranger on the road, right? Um, or, you know, it's it's scary, how can you do it? Um, <clears throat> so once I started seeing the pattern, I was like, okay, you know, this might be an idea. Because I personally as an extrovert had never struggled with that. So that was like, me understanding the other side of the problem. Um, and then I started asking people, you know, will this be helpful? So I started asking, I started personally DMing people to get feedback, to get the initial feedback. Um, I started slowly asking them, you know, do you think it will be helpful? I I started building it in public. Um, so this is the problem that it solves, and the toolkit consists of uh, about 21 DM templates and do's and don'ts of how to send. Uh, how to build relationships online and how to send DMs, uh, tips and tricks and everything, and also a curated list of resources, books, tweets, articles, um, everything, so, so that you can dive deeper. So that's what the toolkit has. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Shruti. And I still remember.
2: I, I love like your organic journey. You know of what you explored and then what happened and you allowed that to flow that's beautiful thank you so much
1: yeah yeah i um i used to think that i'm just you know just closing my eyes and going with the flow um but now looking back i realized that i mean my my brain was doing a lot of the work subconsciously you know somewhere it was just taking me down the journey uh, sounds very philosophical, but um, yeah, yeah, just surprised where I ended up. With, yeah,
0: and I still remember our interview where I was showing you some of mine, and there was uh somebody I really like, uh, saying that and I sent a hi, and you helped me uh make it more meaningful reply, and even though I've been talking to him for almost or five months my message the next message that I was sending it was just fine you you helped me uh, with some of the tips that I could use to uh, like go to his feet and, and see what's going on in his life and then send a message which is more meaningful. I, yeah. I, I catch up something that you wanted to do your cohort and instead of doing that you decided to do 40 interviews or um and so i know so you also wanted to do a cohort after april um do you are you going through the similar journey
2: um you know i think in the same vein i'm very much trusting my i don't know if you call it flow or hunch you know I'm really like starting Ship 30 for 30 and meeting all of you, I Mm realized how powerful this community is and the feedback that we get. So for me, like I've been, my trajectory has been so interesting. I started out writing about kind of coaching and parenting and all this stuff. And then I kind of honed in into um, everyday travel mindset, right? It's just a way to no matter where you are, be who you are in that mindset of being a traveler, which is like open and curious. But then that actually took me into more quantum jumping. And quantum jumping is using meditation and visualization to kind of imagine the multiverse, like you in all your different forms and how you can access the information from your highest self. So that's where I'm at right now. I already use that in my coaching. I use a multiverse theory for people to realize every choice they make is you know, towards their potential or towards their personality, which is the past. Um, so right now what I'm doing is I've done mini cohorts in person using this model um, in creative coaching classes. So I'm at the point where I'm kind of honing like, I guess, your interview process um, shoot three, like I'm doing that in person and then kind of building, how do I want to do this online? So absolutely cohorts, community, these kinds of sessions are like the bread and butter of my passion, you know? So that is definitely something I wanted to do. And so using writing as a medium to explore, but it's not, it's not the end. The end is actually potential you know, helping people reach potential. So, yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: I love this, uh um, the organic journey that we all are having, especially after Shift 30 for 30. Yes. And maybe just, I'm saying Shift 30 for 30 because that's the majority of the group that I am into. But uh, I'm seeing these examples that uh, what we decided six months ago is organically tweaked to something completely different but yeah. um but as Shruti uh, you said you use all the inputs all the feedback and you dig deeper into those feedback with these 32 in- interviews or free-, free sessions and your coaching you use them to signal you what to do next like next step not the next north star. start so that's that's amazing With that, I wanted to ask, so you find a problem that people are hesitation or the problem is the first interaction and then ongoing interaction, right? And that's, so from that to deciding the toolkit, was that a click or you took a couple of other steps before you deciding that this is the toolkit that will solve this problem and this is what you want to work on.
1: Um, so I was <clears throat> online communication is like in at least in my head, I see it as a life cycle, right? Uh, how to find the right person, how to then you DM them, then you jump on calls with them, then you maintain that relationship and that mean and that relationship transforms into multiple things over the span of your. Friendship, right? Uh, I initially wanted to write a book on the the whole life cycle, basically. Okay. Um, and then I realized that I am this super impulsive person who just dives deep, uh, without thinking too much, and goes one fifty percent and just like burns out. Uh, I didn't. I did that for my last two products. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do that again. So I'm like, okay, let me just dissect one piece of the life cycle, which is DMs, which is the most important thing. Um, and then I thought of, uh, again, there was a lot of thought process behind how do I, um, make it reach to the right people because, um, See, templates, when people talk about templates, there's always also a bad connotation associated with it. I did not want people just to copy paste the same thing uh, instead of putting their, uh, sorry to say, but brains into it, right? Like, because uh, DMs are such a personal thing um, and I did not want it to be misused. So I had a lot of those kind of thought processes. Um, And then again, I talked with a couple of friends, got feedback. And then they mentioned that, make it clear in the toolkit itself, that this is not for copy pasting, right? Mm -hmm. This is not for copy pasting. These are just like, um, starter points for you to give inspiration to send the first DM. It is on you how you continue the conversation. It is on you to, uh, if you want, you can mix and match use cases and you know create your own thing. Uh, it can be anything, right? So this is, and probably you won't even need this toolkit after a couple of times of sending DMs uh, because you would have gotten used to it. Uh, so I then decided that that's all it was meant to be to reduce that friction. That's it uh nothing else so that's how i came into this uh particular thing um yeah it was a couple of iterations before i uh more than iterations it was just a lot of overthinking in my Mm -hmm. own head uh before you know deciding on that particular product yeah
0: and last question on this um what was the process to pick dm or DM toolkit is the problem that you should solve out of all the different life cycle problems.
1: Mm. Um, so I wanted to solve a problem that was big enough. Like I could write a bit about the content so that I can sell it for a particular price. It should also be important enough that people will pay for it. Um, And I mean, I should be able to develop it further if it is successful in the future. So these were my three categories. Um, Hey, no problem. That is. Oh, shit. Yeah. So... um, so, these were my three categories. Um, so, like, in the life cycle, right? So, one problem I could solve, like, because just relationship, again, it needs to be specific. So, I cannot be like, I'm just going to teach you how to build relationships because that's very vague. Um, yeah, yeah. it like, it's all encompassing, right? Uh, so, I also need some sort of a niche, but not too much of a niche so that it becomes um, a very tiny product. Uh, so those were the considerations that I had in mind and DMs um, seemed like a good base for kickstarting relationships. Uh, yes, you can build relationships by commenting on people's tweets. Yes, you can build relationships by just jumping like InShip3430 calls and stuff like that, right? Like paying for a cohort and using that cohort to meet people. Yes, you can do all of that. But it felt like DMs were the fundamentals of building relationships online. So yeah. that's how I came. Uh, long answer. But but yeah, that's how I came to the decision. Great.
0: And the reason I'm asking all these questions, because we all have these type of ideas, and we overthink, we either make it too big, or, or uh, Um, pick too many items at the same time. Um, So I I wanted to dig deeper into your process because you reached to the finish line, right? You're able to finish, able to execute on that idea and you're able to reach to the finish line. And now there are a world of possibilities for you to enhance it or add another element to it for your big picture. So that's why I wanted to dig deeper into that.
1: Um, You know, surprisingly, yeah, that was my thought process before I built. So the toolkit was my first paid product. I've never built a paid product before. Um, I mean, I do get that we all learn after each iteration. But I also realized that as creators, we often focus a lot on just the product and creating the product. And we forget the there's a life cycle for a product launch. You know, there is marketing involved. You have to sell yourself. Not in a, it can be in a very genuine way, but you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how you place your product, like the messaging and stuff is so much more important than the product itself is what I'm realizing as I go forward
0: we will come back to that. I think those will also be a good input that how you figure that aspect. Before I go further, uh, Suyang, do you have any questions on this?
2: Um, I don't have a question. I mean, I I love, um, I mean, I'm learning a lot just from hearing your process, you know, and I think that's of great value. And I almost wonder if that could be something that you use to help um, create the branding and messaging around this product you're launching because the value is not just, of course, I love this idea of the life cycle, but like the value that I'm getting as a creator is, whether I use DMs or not right now, is your process of how to hone in you know, because I think as creators, like Bernard said, and you said, it's like big, right? It's like, whoa, you know, even our niche might be really big, but like, just, I love how you broke it down and to avoid burnout, which happens for a lot of creators, solopreneurs. um, Yeah, I really resonate with your process. And I think that in and of itself is maybe another value that you could offer or a value that you kind of cloud around this beautiful toolkit you've created. Um, Because, you know, for me, like when I'm going through the the tweets, it's like when people share process, Mm. that's huge. You know, yeah, sure. I would love like the, the thread on like the best, you know, Twitter templates and all of that. I save those to my notions, but what really I delve into is um, creators who share process because mm-hmm. I think that's the most helpful for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah your yeah. process. Thank you so much. And I'm just noting it down to try to tweet on it sometime this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Suya. Um, yeah. But uh, again right like uh, if i i was just telling to vinod uh, the other day that it's all like pieces of a puzzle when it comes to a product launch um th- there is a process of finding the right product there is a process for um yes like marketing it there there is a pro- there is a process like for finding the why of a product uh, sometimes I think we are just too much in our own head that uh, sometimes we just create the wrong things. Um, so, yeah, I think it's like pieces of a puzzle, if it makes sense, um, the, the even the process, I'm saying.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's this, yeah. I will share it with you once I remember, there's someone in my Twitter community who has is creating audio courses online and they have a template and you kind of put your stuff on there and then it's for sale and I'm sure there's you know some contract but um, Mm. it's really nice because it's it's not like you have to create this huge you know e-course right it's you Mm. kind of sharing what you've already understood or you've learned and then launching that. And I think your process yeah. is definitely um, a course that like I would be interested in.
1: Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Now uh, you've got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to think about it now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's exactly Thank you so much.
0: That's exactly where we are next. That's exactly ah. where we are going next. Um, so, so far, we talk about who it is. is. We talk about how did she come up with this idea of uh, DM Toolkit? Now we're going deeper into the next stage. So once you got this idea that you want to create DM Toolkit, what happened next from that point to from the idea to research um, to execution? And to delivery. I'm sure it was a long process, many weeks, many nights. So, how, how does that look like?
1: Hmm. So, oh, wow, there's just so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it
0: took you to, from the start, from the point you had the idea to the point where you decided that this is what I'm going to do. To now, um, how long those duration are?
1: Almost a month. Okay. Um, and I did this purposely. I mean, I wasn't continuously working on the product, um, totally for the product, and you know, um, just writing the templates and you know, getting the resources and everything. I wouldn't have taken more than twelve to fifteen hours for sure. Um, but I wantedly took that month. Uh, because, okay, so I would have to take you to my first product, okay? Um, That was, uh, I created it when I was in the last week of Ship 30 for 30. um, And it was a 22-page guide on how to form online relationships, okay? Uh, And I wrote the whole thing in three days. Didn't tell anyone. I, I just got an idea today and I worked continuously for three days. Like I wrote it for three, two days and I edited it on in one day. Basic editing, I didn't even read it through. Uh, all I wanted was to just put it out. Okay. Um, it, it was good and it was bad because um, in the first week I sold, even though it was a freebie, Uh, I sold 47 of it in the first week uh, which is what kind of gave me the confidence that okay I am going in the right path Um, but you know I didn't even uh, put it out in um, put it out to my email list or Twitter or something and I just uh, I was just DMing everyone okay Uh, hey do you think it will be helpful to you hey do you think it will be helpful to you Uh, which was bad. It was I, I cringe at myself when I see that shruti. But uh but it taught me a lot. Um and I earned uh $47 uh because people were just tipping me. Uh that was just so cool. So I learned from that and then I created my second uh product which is a five day email course. So I was like i'm not going to do it in three days let me take one week one to one and a half weeks is what i took for it but i had not really built it in public um so i had not um i, I did put out a couple of tweets before releasing the product uh but not much uh, probably six or seven you know um uh, hey you know I'm doing this, I'm working on the design. So to just let people know what I'm working on. Um and that was also the time when I was making a lot of friends on Twitter. Um and my email list had also built up to some extent. Um so I, I was kind of uh happy with it like because uh in I think in the in the first week I about 90 people subscribed for it, um, which is, I mean, I don't know. But the problem, uh, what happened in that was I got burnt out. Um, yeah. there, there were a couple of things that I did better than the last one in terms of I took beta readers. I had six beta readers to, give, to read and give me feedback uh, for my second email course. Um, I did take more time than the first one uh i was very conscious of what uh so one email should have only one idea so i was very conscious of all that things and giving enough spacing and formatting and stuff like that um so and i uh i think i sent out one or two emails before launching it to let my email subscribers know that hey this is going to come out right um so that's what happened in the second product. Uh, the third thing, which is the DM toolkit. Uh, what happened was, so it, it was definitely much better than the other two. I took, time, I took time talking to people, getting feedback. So the first two products, I hadn't gotten feedback at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a why of, you know, why am I even creating this product in the first place? I hadn't taken audience feedback, nothing. Um, I just felt like it, so I created it, right? Uh, so But this one I was very careful because I wanted it to be like again, that was also a conversation in my head. Should I give it out for free? Should I make it paid? Um, mm-hmm. And then I just decided to make it paid just to see what happens. Like you know, uh, do pe- will people even buy it? Like w- what is the quality of audience that I have? right? So I purely considered this as an experiment. Um, I was building it, I think I used to release at least four to five tweets per week on the building, building in public for mm-hmm. the product. Um, and I used to talk to people, I got about uh, 10 beta testers for the product who went through the whole thing, gave me feedback, gave me a review um, on everything, right? So, um, and then I was also sort of building in public in my emails, uh, not as much as on Twitter, but somewhat. Like I was having this small section where I was letting people where I, where I was in, in the building journey. So that I did, right? And the, um, the one thing that I decided to myself was that I would focus only on Twitter. And uh, I would not focus on spreading myself in every platform, mm-hmm. like you know, LinkedIn or Medium or stuff like that. Uh, so, on the launch day, I probably just put like one post on LinkedIn. That's it, you know, uh, because Twitter uh, last um, in the previous uh, email course, I was just spreading myself too thin everywhere. Um, and that truly got me down. Like, I was just sleeping for a week. After I finished building that product, it was that bad. Um, so I was like, no, I'm going to not break my head on this. You know, I'm going to go slow and steady the whole process. Um, so I, so those were the things I did right for this launch. But what I didn't do right was one, I had to study more about the pricing. I realized that that itself is a huge topic. And uh, I got superbly interested in this concept called value-based pricing. And I did not, I'll send you the articles probably later. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did not work enough on that. Uh, The second thing was, I did not do a pre-launch. So uh, I think I mean, I also had a reason for not doing the pre-launch because it is only $7. Uh, I mean, people usually do pre-launch when, you know, it is $30 or $40. They sell it for $15 or something. And then they then after the uh, launch, they sell it for $30 usually. So I did not think it would make sense for me. But looking back, uh, getting people's opinion on what the worth mm-hmm. of the product is, I could have done a pre-launch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, After the launch, I could have sold it for a little higher price, um, is what I realized. So, uh, And then uh, I had not created the stories. So I did not want to be salesy uh, when I'm marketing the product. So I wanted to use storytelling to, you know, uh, pull out the stories behind this, pull out the why behind it and all that. I had not planned those stories properly uh, for tweeting it out. Like, if I have to send out a thread today to market the product, just like you know, half an hour or one hour before. So I sent it at 6 p.m. my time.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: just half an hour or one hour before, I used to be sitting and breaking my head. Uh, oh, what should I tweet today? You know. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I was just procrastinating a lot. I think. So just those couple of nitty gritty points I think I could have been it could have been done better uh so I'm I'm sure I'll make it better in the next launch but but yeah so these were I've been talking for too long <laughs> I realized that but uh yeah so I had to tell you what the what mistakes I did for the first two so that to give the context yeah right. yeah um Yeah, so these were my mistakes and things I did right, I guess, I don't know. That's great
0: because this gives a context. And again, as we are going through this journey part, this gives context to how did you come up with this? And then people who are in the similar type of journey, if they learn this, if they follow this, uh, your organic process and how you're building bricks by bricks, that's what works rather than just sitting there and planning for something humongous, right? So as we are on the pricing, um, I don't know if I have sent you this screenshot or not. But when you go, when you click on the link, the first option is $49. And then you have to really scroll down uh, mm-hmm. way at the bottom to see the 699 price. So mm-hmm. my question to you, do, are you getting this 49.99 pricing or or customers or how many you got those customers?
1: I got two.
0: Okay, so you getting that because what I was saying that some people may just see this and never scroll down to find out there's a cheaper version available.
1: Uh, okay, so, Thank you for pointing, I didn't know that. Uh, thank you for pointing that out because um, when you go to the website, right? When you open it in your laptop. Um,
0: then you have two options.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the side. Yeah. And you click on that, you know, the 699.1 and then you see the 699.1. Yeah. Apparently, it's some psychology thing that the the first thing that you see uh impacts you more than the second thing. So I was like, let me just try it out. You know, let me just try putting the 40 4999 first. But thank you for letting me know about it. I'll go and change it today. Like I'll yeah, go because and
0: the phone it. is not even giving the second option unless you scroll down and try to see. It. So you it's very easy to miss and then um they click, they see 49. <coughs> they yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you so much for that. Yeah um i'm going to go and change it today see like small small things like
0: these right like uh i I, I took a screenshot i thought i sent you a dm and i forgot i guess
1: Okay, okay no problem yeah
0: yeah yeah so i i want to go to another level on this which is like goal setting and time management on this specific thing but before i go there so, yeah, I wanted to give you an opportunity if you have any question.
2: Just, um, again, the process is, is so invaluable, you know, because I, I mean, I think when we think about creating a product, right, we think like, oh, it's going to take this amount of time. I have to allocate this. But I love like um, you just dived in and you you just went at it. And of course, you know, there was burnout from that. But the time frames that you share really help me to understand that I, so when I, do, when I create like a, a, a kit for like thought leaders, it's like, I do, um, an e-course, you know, I help them write the next book. time, me assisting them as like a writing coach, you know, and but you're like i'm i'm going in going to go in 3 days you know or like 15 days but i'm going to take a month to like you know slow down and it's inspiring to me because i think there's something about accessing that flow when you have it you know what i mean like just like room it's kind of like this brain dump excuse my language but the diarrhea of our thoughts yeah, I, um... and then letting, letting that out and be like okay i'm going to step away you know and then i'll come back and i i just love that so again like i said this you have so much value to offer about your process it's it's really it's incredible
1: yeah thank you so much Mia. probably like i'll release one more product in a month or something and then see because i'm also experimenting with things right um on the flip side i mean I, I was in that brain diarrhea phase where you know I was just putting everything out. Um, on the flip side, yes, um, the burnout was one thing was one detrimental factor. but the second thing was the quality was bad. Um, the quality of the product that I put out was bad and I I mean it, I'm not a perfectionist by any standards. But it was like the first ebook, it was riddled with, you know, grammatical errors and mistakes and stuff because I just had not taken time to find you it. Um, right. So uh, it's just a balance, um, I think, of um, even in that, even if I took that one month for this thing, um, there there were times when in one day I sat and I worked for five to six hours because of a brain diarrhea and then oh that term has just got to stick with me now uh, <laughs> okay and there were just days when I didn't work on it at all you know um, so you still do it in this process um, I was not a person who was you know doing one hour every day I was not that person um, I got an inspiration today. I'll just I'll just chuck everything out and I'll just sit and work on it the whole day. Right. But the tweets that I put out, you know, I'll I'll try to document it at every stage. And I'll uh, the tweet that I put out for five days, probably I would have done all that thing in one day. Okay. Uh so you don't need to be the the one source of truth on Twitter, like you can just be building in public as you go.
2: I love that, great statement.
1: (laughs) I don't know how many people are going to see this, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so now you get an idea, you have all these previous projects, you had had the foundation, and I don't know, whatever you say about those the first guide and five day goals, I say that those are your stepping stone. You couldn't have done this without doing that, right? Those are, those of are your uh, stepping stone for this. At this point, you have this idea, you know you want to do this. How did you break that into pieces? I'm I'm jumping into the goal setting part. Right. Hmm. You, you have this idea that you want to build this, you see the end goal, you see hmm. the end product. Um, how did you break it into pieces? How did you manage your time? And how did you visualize that this is the end look like?
1: Um, so I knew what all was supposed to be inside the DM toolkit. I did not visualize how it looked like, I'm mm-hmm. not a visual person. I was like, you know, let me just go with the fluency where it takes me. That was my goal. Um, so I actually had a to-do list, like for example, uh, first note down the 21 use cases, write those 21 PM mm-hmm. templates, edit them. Um, and once you buy the product on Gumroad, um, you will get two emails. I think Vinod you wouldn't have got it because I hadn't activated it then. You were one of the first. I think you were the second person to get it. But after so that.
0: I still remember. Oh,
1: yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. Uh yeah, yeah. So I hadn't activated, I forgot to activate it in the first day. So uh I I created a welcome sequence for people, like two emails. Mm-hmm. Um you know, once after they get the product. So writing those emails, editing them, and then writing the do's and don'ts, editing them, and then uh, spending a day just to curate the Mm -hmm. um, the tweets, books, articles, everything, and uh, writing the landing page of Gumroad, editing it, and then uh, you have to upload everything and create the thumbnails and stuff like that. So that was a task in my to-do list. Like, you know, go to Canva, create a template, thumbnail Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Uh, And then I had to, uh, I'm also working with a brand specialist this month um, for my branding because I had no clue about, uh, I mean, when people used to, when I used to talk to people uh, Mm one-to-one, I could explain them what I did. But if someone came into my profile, they could not understand in one shot what I did, um, right? So that and of course, uh, the colors and stuff. I'm just so horrible at it. Uh, I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just color dumb. If there was a word for it, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, I really needed help with that. So. Um, I was deciding on what colors to use, a set of colors that I wanted to use for the screenshots, the thumbnails and everything. And I was, so that was a part of the to-do list. So this is how I broke Mm
0: -hmm. the
1: tasks. And I had this to-do list and I printed it out and I stuck it in front of me. Is that Um,
0: the pen that you use or what? Any software that you use for that? What software
1: do you use for that? I'm a pen and paper kind of a person. So... Okay. Um, uh, I I just put that and uh, but of course, building in public. So I just put it in Notion and I just took a screenshot and okay. put it out. Um, so that was okay. So because I didn't want to miss out on, you know, uh, again, uh, I wanted to draft a couple of emails for you mm-hmm. know promoting for my email subscribers. So writing that, editing that, because, um. I'm this person, when I get too excited, I miss out on a lot of stuff, like, uh, and I did not want that to happen this time. So and then I I was also quite conscious about my tweeting about the DM toolkit at least once Mm. in two days, right, just to spread awareness much more, uh, like way back uh, when I got the idea. So yeah, so I had the to-do list and everything and I had it stuck. This is my bulletin board, So I just had it stuck there uh, and I was just checking off things. Um, and oh, uh, this reminds me. So one thing that I don't know if it's good or bad. I did not tell people the release date. Mm. Um, because last time what happened was I told people I'm going to release it on this date. And then I felt sick um, and I had to like, you know, send out the public, apolog- I don't know how much it mattered and stuff, but I had to send out the public apology saying, you know, I'm postponing it by three days because, you know, I've gotten sick. Um, so I didn't want to do that mistake again. Um, so I never told people to release it. I just told them about the stages. Um, So that I think kind of removed the pressure for me. Um, You know, like I had an idea of when I wanted to release, but I didn't tell people. Uh, So, yeah, so that was my process. And I'm not a structured person. I'm very going with the flow kind of a person. So one day if I just wanted to work on it, I would work on it. One day if, yeah, okay. So the main part of the whole thing, was that um, I did not go by order. So today, if I had the mood to write emails, I would just write them. Tomorrow, if I had the mode to write templates, I would just write them. Uh, you know, so that, again, removed the pressure for me that I have to go in this order. Um, I don't know if this helps, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. this is great. And I will ask you for that uh, picture of the bulletin board and your to-do list, so I will add that into the video yeah yeah definitely. sure. Oh. Awesome. I think uh, that covers the goal setting. Do you have any question on that Suyang?
2: No, I, I would just if you wouldn't mind putting the link in our you know Twitter group of your your toolkit for. Oh, oh, she did. I did. Oh, she did? Okay, maybe I missed it. Uh, I'll send it to you. So yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Love it. Um, so, going into the last section, for the people who want to create their own digital product, what would be your advice?
1: Plan it properly. Um, again, it's a life cycle. Like... I think we are just so focused on creating the product that we don't see anything else. Um, you know, like search for a venues to market it. Uh, plan about how, like, what is what is going to be your building journey going to look like? Uh, plan about how many emails you're going to send before and after. Plan about your pricing. Are you going to do a pre-launch or not? How many people are you going to personally DM? Do you have a template to send a DM to people and let them know that your product is released? Um, like that, I mean, how many people are you going to ask for feedback like beta testers? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people are you going to get the testimonial off before the product launch so that you can put it on your website or things like that? I haven't asked testimonials from anyone yet um that's again a mistake one of one of a friend pointed it out and he was like why aren't you asking for people's testimonials uh i'm like oh shit i had to right?" uh and then now today i'm actually going to dm people to ask and then um how are you going to see it's again a community think about it as a community-led thing do you want to approach a couple of newsletters you know like friends who have newsletters uh, to promote it in their newsletter, just ask them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I asked Kevon, Kevon Shung and Kim Doyle to promote the uh, the toolkit in their newsletters. And I think yesterday, Kevon's uh, newsletter went out and I got a couple of sales from it. I was just so happy. Yeah, so you, you never know what's going to work. So, um, and you don't have to do all the work so you can ask people to help you out you know to promote it and all that stuff even if if you want to ask them for your public testimonial where they tweet about it you know like so on my launch day I asked I think a couple of my friends to be ready to quote tweet um (laughs) my my launch tweet right so small small things like that just prepare prepare the whole thing and keep because on that day you will forget. You'll just be so excited and
2: overwhelmed that you'll forget a lot of stuff. Well, um, you talked about you know that you have these two products for that you're free, right? Um, uh, um so
1: young, I could, the, the toolkit. I can't hear you. Your your voice is breaking.
2: Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Okay, sorry my internet is wonky. Um you talked about the two products that you have for free, right? Yeah. Um I wonder if like if you if you wanted to like you know, you have the link you're you're tweeting about the link to your Gumroad product, but then you could say, you know, if you're willing to um buy the product and then you know, tweet about it that you can have this
1: like
2: because those I feel you know I know you said that you didn't feel that they you learned from them and they were kind of a trial process but those are still really valuable things like if you ever wanted to go back and edit it and use it as an incentive that some people would get on top for like you know sharing on their newsletter or tweeting about it or putting it on LinkedIn um, I mean I would be very motivated like if I didn't know you at all Mm. And I saw that, like, that would really motivate me to be like, oh, I want to buy this product. And I also want to, you know, give an honest review, knowing that I'll get another product for free. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, But I think what I've done now is that in the curated resources part, inside the toolkit, I've already added the two freebies. Got it, got Uh, it. Yeah, yeah, but this is a good thing.
0: I think in uh, Gumroad, you can also on the landing page, you probably want to list on the left-hand side and the right-hand side section.
1: Yeah.
0: Some people really highlight that it includes this and then the value. They try to add the value, hypothetical value.
1: I mean, like, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know if you guys also struggle with this. Um th- th- there are like some product marketing things that I see, and I it doesn't feel right to me. Um, I'm like, I don't want to be like this, but I also want to market my product. And half of the time I'm just, you know, so confused. Like uh I don't want to be salesy and spammy, but I also know that the toolkit will help people. Um it's, it's just like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a very weird position. Um, do, do you guys also suffer something like this in your experience?
2: Yeah, I mean, I find that like, I really avoid the whole salesy thing, you know, but I think there are out of the box ways to market yourself that um, will stand out. As well as, I mean, I remember even with some of the headlines when we were going through Ship Thirty for Thirty. I'm like, I don't. It's not the clickbait thing. It's like I kind of like to highlight um, what's a, a positive, you know, oh. aspect of what they will get if they read my essay or read my tweet. But I realize um, you have to start with the problem, right? That that's yeah. how you kind of hook people in. Is like this is the problem you're having. And then you can get to this. So, I mean, I think there's integrity is a really big part of how I work and how I work with others. Yeah. But there are ways to do it, knowing that um, you're still in alignment with what feels yes. right for you, knowing the value that they'll get. But I think, you know, the best marketing is usually it's out of the box. And that's something, you know, we just have to discover on our own journey reach each thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah definitely. Um, I mean, the problems part, I do get it uh, and i've I've tried to you know weave stories around it too, but like uh, you know, like you get emails from some people i I don't even know why i'm still why I'm still subscribed to them, but like you get emails from some people and you know that they are going to sell you something, right, um, even if it is camouflaged in problems and stories and stuff like that. I'm like I don't want to be like them but I'm like yeah. but who else will market it if not me um so it's just like a very uh, weird place to be in. yeah you well, uh, go ahead
2: sweetie. I think with emails one thing that I find to be very powerful with email marketing is even if I do not buy their course, or I don't buy their product is that I? there is value in that email in and of itself, just in that body of that email. So I've, I've written newsletters for a lot of different people and I have my own newsletter that's very like literary slash coaching, but it's not, um, you really have to give them a value when they open up that email. So that first email they give you, I want to know what am I getting from this email? Like give me a tip. Give me, you know, for this day a mindset and something actionable. Then you actually have that person opening up more of your emails and you're giving them something. Like for that time they spend in their huge inbox, you're like, here's what I can give you. So for me, value is the, the the measuring stick of what I'm offering even if it's something as quick as an email or a DM or a tweet. I want to offer something of value. And then there's a relationship built, even if it's just in their mind, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Um, I'm just I'm just rethinking of, I mean, um, you were speaking about the process and um, you know uh the the whole process from ideation to uh, the end point I don't know whether there's an end point for this, but you know what I mean right. um, if if because when I was researching on marketing, um I did not see genuine marketing at all or I don't know whether I was looking at the wrong place uh, so. If I could create something for people to launch products in a genuine way and market them in a genuine way, um that would be really good because I didn't see that. If if you guys have seen it, please send me resources. Uh I see like they, they just keep talking about either paid advertising or uh you know spamming people with emails. Ten emails before the launch. Ten emails after the launch. Um, I'm like, oh, it feels very icky to me. Um, mm-hmm. so I so when you were talking about you know, give putting value and uh, not being salesy and being genuine, I was just thinking about your other idea also. Yeah.
2: Hey, I think you and I
0: should talk. You. Oh,
2: sorry. I think we could put our brains together for that product.
0: Oh, for that product. Oh, that
1: would be so cool. So yeah, you know, because that's, that's something I idea?
0: It. Oh, two days. Oh, two days. I'm going to work <laughs> on that. I have a question on that. But before that, are you connected to Ayush? Yes. I feel like he he writes some good content. I, I'm not in marketing, so I don't, Really go deeper into exactly what he shares, but um, I feel like um, he does some, but I wanted to bring this so you you uh, within this time frame, uh, Suying has shared two product ideas, right? One is the a product on your journey uh, and process to create this DM toolkit, and then second one she just suggested. My question. Uh, there are many things that we all have done. I have started a YouTube channel. Then I have uh, gone through my own writing journey and a couple of other things. So, but every time I try to tell myself that there are other creators who are writing about writing, and I think half of the people, maybe seventy percent of the people who does Ship 30 for 30, they they start teaching other people how to write. Isn't that a distraction for, let's say, I will take me um, for my career growth related topics and for you to build relationship uh, related topics. If you start creating the process and how to build the product, which is great, right? you have the real life experience, but then will that be a big distraction to what you're doing?
1: so i mean i'm just telling you my thoughts from the i'm just telling you my thoughts from the top of my head right um so what i do teach people is how to make connections and relationships in a genuine way right um so even if i do create um a product on you know or something on of how reading. to yeah yeah so even that or how to market a product in a genuine way will be um the product
0: True. connected
1: uh, yeah, so it is connected in some way, and the second thing is that um I don't know if whatever I'm doing today I'll be doing for my life um I like it will be probably months or years or I don't know i I truly love what I'm doing now, but I don't know if it's if that's what's going to happen in the future right um. So I do want to keep a percentage of my work as just experimentation um, in terms of whether I like it or not like it. So that at any point in time, I want to build um, passive interest around me so that at any point of time, if I don't like this, I can jump Mm -hmm. into another thing. Um, Because that's what also made me jump from um from my corporate job to writing, it. Um, if if I had thought about, oh, is this going to help me in my current career, uh, I probably wouldn't have been able to jump later. So it's probably like 80, 20%. So 20% for whatever, even 70-30. So 30% for whatever you know my interests or passions, just experimenting stuff. And seventy percent for what I do, yeah.
0: This is a very good point.
1: <laughs> See, because so, like, like I've already told my parents that I am not going to have a linear career path. Like now, i have just you know probably earning to take the next break and to go to the next place. Uh, so I've already told them that. You know, I'll have a career for, you know, one or two years, save up, take a break for six months, figure shit out. Again, have a career for two years, take a break for six months. That's how my life is going to go, I think. Uh, so, like, I've accepted that fact. <laughs> so I need to prepare for the next stage.
2: I love it. And, I mean, who knows what will happen I mean... You know it's funny right now i'm writing about um something i call immersion like like excuse my language but fuck work-life balance it's really not the way the world is going it's really how do we create an immersion between not just our passions and work but just our life and our creativity you know it's like how do you infuse that in your work in your parenting then have like this huge treasure trove of ideas to then create from, you know, and then that's your passion, that's your hobby, but then that can lead to work. I mean, it's
1: mm-hmm. this
2: cycle of work-life balance. It's it's out the door. It really, it's it's a myth. It's not real. I think there you know, really has uh, to be a way to- I have a couple
0: of points there. It's a very passionate idea for me. Number one, this nine to five, was created for factory workers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right,
0: It's not applicable to the knowledge worker. Number two is there are still people or or the comment that I made a couple of uh, weeks ago is if you have an excellent idea for work, don't wait for 9 if, a.m. If that idea is at uh, um, 10 p.m. in the night, just work on it. And then if you have a work, a family thing, or if you have your wife's birthday, or if you have something, right? Don't wait for 6 p.m. Just do it during the day. So mesh everything. Don't yeah. wait for 5 p.m. to start your life. And don't wait for 9 a.m. to start working on your aspirational project. That was kind of a theme yeah. around um, that. And that's how it work. it will work.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's like jumping on that flow when you have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't, I feel like if I make a note and I put it away and then mm-hmm. later I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what, <laughs> what was the energy behind that? You know, it's like, I need to at least get like a free writing session in around that and then I can capture some of that energy. But yeah, I absolutely agree. But not like nine to five is just ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my yeah. my entire team I, I have one simple instruction then when anybody new join in my team that mm-hmm. you don't need my approval if you want to take a break during the day to go to a doctor appointment or anything that is going on in your life you just tell me before or after or don't even tell me just block your calendar so the other people yeah. don't are not expecting you that's all you need to do. I know you take care of things after hours. And you don't need my approval or permission to do your life things. Absolutely, yeah.
1: I I wish all of us had managers like you, Vinod. You know.
0: No,
1: I know. That's,
0: that's <laughs> one of my values, so I, I stick to it.
1: Yeah, would have made my life so much easier, at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, right? We. Uh, we don't tap into our inspirations or creativity enough, I feel. Like yeah. just yesterday, I, I went to, I was just about to go to sleep at 11 p.m. Um, I, I'm trying to make my sleep cycle better because inspired by vinod then one more person called Rainer. Um But then I was like, my, my brain starts working overtime only when I'm about to go to sleep. Uh, so... I I have this notebook beside me and I'm like furiously putting it out there like in the notebook before it you know slips off my brain um and it's, it's just it's it's so therapeutic in a way and I was just doing that till 12 or 12:30 I I guess and it, it was amazing like I would have missed it out if uh again like I think I have like 10 11 hour work days and then after that for the next two days i won't do any work like i'm i'm either like all in or none kind of this person um but but yeah yeah so uh thank you so much for bringing that up Suna. um at least some of that guilt i mean i i can see it uh going away thank you yeah
2: no mm-hmm. this is this is so beautiful um thank you to both of you for Creating this space and for you, shoot three, like for sharing everything. Thank you so much.
0: Definitely. Um, thank you so much, for uh, um, jumping into this conversation. Thank you so much, for joining us. All right, guys. It was fun.
1: Uh huh.